baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I love Mike Randall. Uh, Randall was on that. He was on uh, this morning with our morning news team. Uh, he's a great, great guy. I consider him a, a, a terrific professional responsibility of, of uh, three days a week. That's what he has now. Huh? See, he beat me. I went to four days. You see, it used to be everybody did six days. Then it went to five days with Dan Nevereth. Okay, even Clint Buhlman was doing six, and Nevereth got five. All right? Now, I thought, wow, I can really up him by going to four, which is what I do now. And then we find out that uh, Nevereth, uh, Randall does three now, and Nevereth does two and a half minutes a day. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So I, I, I'm, I'm not even in the, in the lead on that, Tony. You're going to have to work on that. I'm a, I'm a broadcast professional, but Randall is great. He really is great. Let's see, Nevereth, two and a half minutes. A week. That's fine. He works ten. He works twelve minutes. A week. Exhausting hours. <laughs> Just exhausting. How does he do it? And meanwhile, Beamer works twelve hours a day. So there we go. We go from one to the other. We got uh, we got long term. We got uh, uh, we got longer shifts. I'm putting the 12, 13 hours in now. So, so then the, maybe on. I can get, yeah I can get the Neverth deal later yeah, on. Yeah, I can't tell you in my career how many. Christmases I worked and Thanksgivings I worked and shifts. I remember once in Hartford, we had a lot of problems. Uh, people were sick. And I worked, uh, let's see, six weeks without a day off. Six weeks. And and that's a, that's a lot. I'll tell you, though, like when I get older, though, Sandy, I'm going to bypass the Sandy Beach plan right to the Neverth plan. You're going to go right to two and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that must be really uh, tiring for Dan. Two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes is, think about it like this. In the days of KB, two and a half minutes was one record. That's true. Imagine coming into work and playing one record and going home. Boy, See, he's that, really earned those vacations That's with the you. thing. During the early days of rock and roll, the songs were very short. Yes. They were usually two to two and a half minutes. And the problem we had is not that they were short for any other reason, except we couldn't go to the bathroom. I mean, uh, that's Not all. Not what, had. MacArthur Park came yeah, out? Uh, no, it, uh, let's see. I think the first one uh, was uh, four and a half minutes. I'm trying to think if that was the short, the longest we had played up to that time. Uh, uh, Marty Robbins, El Paso. Right. It was about four and a half minutes, and we loved that song because of that. And then once uh, AOR came in and they started playing album cuts, well, that was a lot better. Because some of those album cuts were 18 minutes. Yeah, and it got a DeVita by yeah, your Butterfly. Could, you could go and shower during one of wash those. Wash your car. Yeah, go you wash the eat. car and, and do anything you <laughs> wanted to do. Uh, but uh, think about it. The days uh, when Joey Reynolds was rocking up at KB, um, we used to have to do shtick between every song. That's amazing. Every song. There was no two in a row or three in a row or 17 in a row. Every song. And our equipment did not allow uh, going uh, segueing from one to another without you being in the studio. You had to be there. Oh, you had uh, records. Yeah, you actual got records, records that you actually turned and put the needle down. And 
Fun, fun, fun. Put the needle on the record. Put Danny the needle tells on us, the record. Danny tells a story when it's true. We had a cleaning lady who had no idea she was cleaning a radio studio. Came in one day and lifted the arm off the record <laughs> so she could dust it. That's not a fake story. That's a real story. I know it happened. And so uh, they have stories to tell. I, I got to play records at WXRL. Yeah, I played tapes. I had tapes up there for the commercials, that, uh, small tapes, where you had to, you know, spin them forward. Right. And, uh, and then at, at every commercial, had, you had to take the old one down put the new one up. It was not easy. Wow. I miss I, – I, I You miss that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I miss those days. I, I bypassed that. When I got here, we had computers. I do remember Tony telling me about carts, though, when I trained with them. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> The problem I had with carts is I was too organized – I would file them away before I played them. I did the same thing. You do that? You would stick them all up and I, okay, I'm all set for three hours now. And Joe never got to experience splicing. Oh, well, you know, I've never spliced really? in, my, in my life. And I you have, worked with probably the best one yeah, ever. Yep, Al Affler. Yeah. Yeah, I have never spliced a tape in my life. Wow, I figured you did. That's a good life, pal. That's all I can tell you. I did jokes instead. I learned that at Columbia School of Broadcasting. Oh, yeah, you had to know how to do it. And, and people who are good at it, I like now it's all digital, so it's still great and it still work, but it's not like splicing with a razor blade. Now I'm the one that's way behind with digital. Yeah, because Joe handles all of the uh, cutting up of the all show. All digital, all the time. I went to my uh, proctologist; he was all digital. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I said, "Let's wait till next time." <laughs> uh, right, we'll take a break and come back on News Radio 930 WBEN. Okay, you're getting some uh, some allies here, Buzzy. It says uh, Beamer is uh, is right about the uh, pedicure, and then another says pedicures. Uh, include leg massages. My husband loves them. You get a, ma- a leg massage too? Oh yeah, you do. They have all these different like lotions and stuff. And lotions. Yeah, they start with your foot and then they work up your leg. It's it feels oh, really good. I bet it does. Yes, thank you for that. All right, uh, now, believe it or not, Nancy Pelosi's gonna have having a press conference right now, like she needed a press conference, right? And it says, uh, the quote uh, coming out of the press conference, the president is trying to deceive people. I mean, it's, it, what's wrong with her? Is that all the, uh, the job encompasses, is to just stand in front of a camera, stand in front of a microphone, and uh, just say the president's a bum? Is that, is that all her job is? Was she sober? I, I have no idea. Speaker Pelosi, first news conference after impeachment uh, since the articles were sent to the Senate, which was last night. She didn't have one all-night news conference or anything like that? Mr. Beamer, now, Mr. Lotioned-up leg massage Beamer, uh, you have some Facebooks for us. I got to get re-lotioned up. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you do. Nancy says, I live in neither world. The political world is a circus, not my circus. And what is the real world, really? I think the real world is a balance. A balance of current events with anecdotal things about your family, about your, uh, your kids going to school, about uh, maybe your kid getting uh, his or her first driver's license. Uh, going to the store to buy something. I mean, that's the real world. The political world is everything else is on hold 
And that's all you want to talk about. That's all you want to argue about. You've lost friends because uh, you're very political and you disagree with their policies, no matter what, no matter what side you're on, by the way. Uh, so th- the political world is that. It's, um, uh, you know, the election in small towns uh, and uh, worrying about whether the, your, your candidate gets that job, uh, whether the highway superintendent's job is to your liking. I mean, that's, that's the political world. Uh, and I think I would like to believe that if I didn't do this job, I would only be like 5% political. That's it, max. Uh, but with this job, it's got to change. Uh, do you have another, please? Oh, I sure do, Sandy. Let's say Dan says, I guess I'm half and half. Part of me is very political, and I find it extremely interesting. The other half of me, I guess, is a realist and knows that is it. That it isn't a perfect world. Uh, I don't know how exciting politics is uh, because it's not exciting to me. But the things you were always taught by your parents when you were younger is don't, unless, you know, you're invited to, don't discuss politics or religion. Now, if you think about it, politics and religion are are discussed uh, widely, especially when you have problems like we've had in, in this diocese and the changing of the bishop and whatever. There's a lot of conversation about that, the new uh, bishop who is here temporarily. Oh, with social media, there's conversation about everything. Now. Yeah. So and every, people have a need that, that yeah. they have to express it. And it, it, before, uh, you would have to uh, seek out somebody or something with your uh, same interests as you. Now, it's all over the place. You just simply go to your computer or your telephone or your tablet or whatever you want to use, because you can get the news everywhere, and uh, find somebody who wants to talk to you about it. Uh, And sometimes that's good, and sometimes it's not. But more often than not, you'll hear people who discuss politics online as losing friends and losing relatives uh, because of a difference. When's the last time you heard of anybody going online and gaining a new friend? Or, you know, well, your relatives would be there already, but... You well, know, you gain them if they're at the same ideology as you are. site as you yeah. so you'd know that. But I'm just talking about just falling into a site where you've gained a new political friend who is of the same political bent you are. doesn't happen very often. You What's, what, yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I don't know, because of my circles, I can say with, whether it's with uh, you know football or whether it's with Cars. Uh, high school sports, it just seems that, um, I don't know, conservatives gravitate me or I can gravitate towards them, but I'm I, you know, more involved with more conservatives than I am with anybody that's of liberal mindset. Yeah, I have no need to talk politics outside of, job, of the job. Mr. Beamer, Mr. Mr. Soft-Legged Beamer. (laughs) Patricia says, I used to just listen to the local news and sometimes the evening news until I realized how much they twisted everything they reported on. I wanted to make my own mind up from the facts. The news used to be easy, okay? It it was on at, uh, let's see, 6 o'clock and then 6.30. And then 11 o'clock, and that was it, okay? Now it's on almost any time you turn it on. First of all, you have all news channels, and uh, you, you also have news at 4, you have it at 5, you have it at 5.30, at 6, 6.30, 10, 
And, of course, with us, uh, you have it on, on the hour, every hour, top of the hour. you got network news and radio. I mean, there's no shortage of news. It's all over the place. Uh, but depending on whether it's true news or whether it is a slanted commentary, which you get oftentimes without warning. I mean, we have to put warning stickers on ladders, okay, because it's, it might be dangerous. But there's no law requiring warning stickers uh, on uh, biased news or warning stickers on slanted news or just even something uh, a little bit better, uh, just opinionated news. But then again, Sandy, you have uh, so many people who don't believe that the news is slanted or biased. Well, you, you're pretty innocent if you don't believe that, and it's pretty easy to see it. Uh, even some of the headlines, some of the uh, – let's see if I still have that. I probably don't. I'll, I'll try and get it out in the next half hour. Even legitimate stories that are, aren't really hot politically, they slant. <clears throat> yes, go you ahead. You know, if I see a uh, political argument – on Facebook. First of all, I don't get involved. I don't have time to do that online. But when somebody answers or they use CNN as uh, their proof or to make their point, to me, when I look at it, you already lost just by mentioning CNN. Yeah, I, I can't even. Uh, I try. I try to check out CNN uh, maybe once a week. You know how far I get? About two minutes. Yeah, I was going to say about a minute and a half. That's, yeah, that's all. I can't. Because I can't sit there and listen to it, because I know I know how slanted it is, and it and it reinforces it. I I tune it in to see maybe they've tidied it up a bit. Maybe they're going more straight news and less opinion. No, no, it's the same. Beamer, oh, they're all in. Beamer, do you have another? Oh, of course I do, Sandy. We will go this time to Steve, who says, "I say in the real world, I watch local news and follow local politics that directly affects my daily living." Well, good because that uh, directly affects your sanity too. Uh, local, that's that's cool. They're talking about a new bridge. You can go and see where they're going to build it. Uh, and and uh, taxes, it'll be local taxes. You can kind of follow the money here. Uh, but once you get out of the local po- – and local posture is – it's kind of quaint, you know. Used to be the uh, candidates – I remember my father used to go to the dump on Saturdays. And when you were in an election cycle, he would come back with a couple of donuts or something because the uh, people running for the small offices in Lunenburg used to bring donuts to try and get votes. And that was it. So he'd be there bringing the trash because we didn't have trash pickup. He had to go to the dump on Saturdays. He'd be going there uh, not only to dump the trash, but he knew there'd be people there with donuts. And uh, even though they had to talk politics, he wasn't much of a political guy, but he loved those donuts. And so he would go just to get the donuts. That's awesome. Now, I don't know if my father ever voted for the people who gave him the donuts. I'm not really sure. Well, it depends. Was it a peanut stick? Yeah. Was it a crawler? Yeah, and he, he liked peanut sticks and would bring back one for my mother. So that means that the guy running for whatever it is, highway superintendent, would have to fork over a couple of donuts to try and win my mother. Father's vote. Of course, we know you split it with your sister. Uh, evenly, we, we didn't get any. Oh no, we didn't go to the dump. If you went to the dump with my father, you would get the the donuts. But uh, and you didn't volunteer? No, because uh, I didn't like to go to the dump. Uh, the dump is not neat. I like to go to neat places. So that's that. That's my dump story. Yes. The- <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> the, the dump can be very neat. 
You like going to the dump? You can find some. Oh, I haven't been to the dump in years. They don't have but, many dumps anymore. No, but uh, there's there's always some interesting things if you don't mind going through people's trash. People throw things away, but there's also rodents and things. They used to allow you to go to the dump and shoot rats. You imagine doing that now? The no. dump in Las Vegas was the most disgusting thing on earth. Oh, sure. Look With at all this that stuff. heat, the smell was unbearable. And as a landscaper, we had to go there to dump every day. So I can't believe that Las Vegas would even still have a dump. Oh, well, this is back in what, 86, back in, 87. Back in the dump days. There is a cool place in Vegas, though, where they keep all the old signs I, from I saw that. downtown. I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, that's a pretty cool thing. I saw a feature on it. All right, 803-093-0-1-800-616-9236, star 930. Impeachment. What world do you live in, the real world or the political world? I don't know. Should the senators be able to talk to the press at all during the, uh, uh, this trial? And what about those commemorative pens that Pelosi was passing out? It didn't look like too solemn a, a series to me. We'll be back after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are back with the Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. You know, we tell you how slanted uh, the, the news is. And you have to know that when they attempt to slant the news purposely, it's not always a home run. It's not always a, a spectacular hit it over the wall. Sometimes it's as simple as one word because the cum, cumulative, means uh, the collection of all of the same subject. The, the cum on this is the long game. Uh, people who are, are uh, doing this and trying to convince us that their way is right uh, it's a it's a long game for them. So sometimes it's just a minor thing. It could be one word, one word uh, described in, in an article to try and uh, tune us into their way of thinking. Now I'm going to give you an example. You may think it's small because it is small, but they don't care if it's small as long as it's there. It's in today's Buffalo News, all right? It's New York Times. Oh, of course, isn't it? I don't think the Buffalo News has any local writers anymore. They certainly have a lot of talented people there, but I think it's, you know, clip, 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 uh, cut, cut, cut. Here is what the headline says, and then I'm going to explain how biased this is, okay? With its reputation tattered, polarized Senate faces steep tests. Let me repeat that. 
With its reputation tattered, polarized Senate faces steep tests. Well, first of all, is the Senate polarized? Yeah. So is the House. They're both polarized. You've got Democrats, you've got Republicans, and they're definitely polarized. So I don't disagree with that. But why is the Senate tattered? I'll tell you why they described it like that. Because the Senate will be the one that's going to let the president run free again. The Senate is the one that's going to vote on this, and they're going to vote uh, that uh, he is a free man, that he is not to be uh, thrown out of office. And so you will connect the fact that when the Senate let him go, they're a tattered group. You got it? You didn't see the House being tattered when you had all those morons running around there. They didn't describe it like that because the majority in the House is Democrat. But they say it here because the majority of the Senate is Republican. Do you get it? And I had not heard, I had not seen the Senate as tattered. Tattered means fragmented, uh, apart, not together. If anything, they're more together than the House is. So you see what I mean? Something as simple as that is designed to get you to their way of thinking. It's small, but that's what they're doing. And that's, that's what you're fighting. You're fighting that every day in every headline, in every story. Uh, that's basically it in 95% of what you see with its reputation tattered. Somebody please explain to me how tattered the Senate is. And if the Senate is tattered, what about the, what about the uh, House? You see what I mean? Absolutely. And I've been trying, it's bracket my brain, trying to think of the one uh, example the U.S. Set, uh, said years ago uh, when we first started talking about the bias in the news, and that's, you know, uh, the majority led or. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Or, yeah, they, they, the ones they want to like, they use congratulatory uh, words and adjectives. The ones they don't like, it's negative. And, and those are small things, and your, your brain looks at it and reads it and, pull, and, uh, and uh, restores it, uh, stores it in your mind. And that's the way it is. So now if you just read that, you're thinking, oh, the Senate's uh, tattered. Oh, they let them go. Well, yeah, of course, they're tattered. But look at how many people don't recognize that. Yeah, and once you see it, it's like anything else. Uh, once you see it, that's all you see. It's like when we talk about the word gravitas when yeah. Rush Limbaugh first did the montage of that. Um, yep. Like, yeah, these the media is all locked in step with the same word. You got it. Uh, meanwhile, Mr. Uh, Joseph Beamer. I call him Buzzy. That's my little nickname for him. But it's Joseph Beamer, and you have a uh, Facebook for us. I, I just want to add, you know what yeah. else I'm really sick of hearing? What's that? That nobody's above the law. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they get their talking point, and then they hammer it and hammer it and hammer it. They love the little catchphrases. It's what they do. Boom, boom, boom. Because they're, that's the same theory as this that I just read. They plant that in your mind. And, and if, you were, if somebody brings up the uh, impeachment thing right now, and uh, you were not committed, what would you think of if you didn't know? Oh, okay, well, nobody's above the law. He should be punished. And that's all you know. You don't know the rest of it. From the party of Hillary Clinton. Exactly. Mr. Beamer, yes, what do you have? We will go with Mark this time. And Mark says, I like to think of myself as living in the practical world, neither the political or real world. But nowadays, I'm not sure where that practical world is. Well, welcome. Yes, practical for him. For me, I use common sense, which is also in short supply. Logic. 
I use logic. You know, two and two and two, okay, uh, is two and two and two, two, four, six. Yeah, I got to figure it out. How about common sense legislation? Com- yes. That's How about your that? favorite. Remember when they were using Schumer. that and everything, yeah. And they still use it for, uh, for common sense gun laws. A gun, uh, so that if you're against his proposal, you're against common sense. So that's what they do. <laughs> I mean, uh, imagine if the church did it. Yes, uh, come to our common sense uh, uh, mass. Me, yeah, mass. <laughs> we have a common sense mass. Uh, those Presbyterians, they're out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for them. They're not common sense. Do you have another, please? I do. We'll go with Sue, who says. Are the you ma- going with Sue? I am. Run around that's Sue. my ex-wife. <laughs> Did you know that? You're going with my ex-wife? I did not know that. Mm. What, is she a cougar now? I don't think so. Go ahead. <laughs> Sue says the better question is, what in the world do politicians think they are living in? Because it's surely not the same one I'm living in or most people I know. Well, they don't. That's why they're called political elites. They don't. That's the whole point. They make the rules under which you have to live. If, if you want people to be able to drive uh, 75 miles an hour on the Kensington, yeah, you can't do it. Okay? There's nothing you can do. Politicians can do it. If they want to, they can change the speed limit to 75. So they can do things you can't do. They also have things you don't have. Do you have a job where after two years you get a pension? No. Do you have a job in Washington where you have special transportation? For people in Congress, no, you don't have any of that stuff, and neither do I, because we live in our world, they live in theirs, and we pay for their world, by the way. Everything they do, we pay for. Every cent they earn, we pay for. All right, let's take a break and return on News Radio 930. Yes, with its reputation tattered, polarized Senate faces steep tests. See, boys and girls, there's our little lesson for today. And we're asking some questions regarding the impeachment. All right. Uh, we've, uh, as a radio station, especially as uh, the definitive news talk station in Buffalo, we have to give you what you're, what you're interested in, what you want. Uh, that's how we build an audience. Uh, you tune us in. You like it. You'll stay with it. you come back. If you don't tune us in, uh, that's not good for us. Uh, so we have to know. And uh, with things like this impeachment, which will be uh, long and drawn out, and it's not everybody's cup of tea. Some people, if you went wall to wall with the coverage of the impe- impeachment, they would be thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. No question. This is exactly what we want. Uh, we don't want anything else. I want to know every word that's spoken so I can talk to my friends at our usual coffee meeting. And so that's that. Give me everything you got on the impeachment. And the others are, look, I've heard that. I've seen that. I don't want to do it. I, I, I want to be informed, but I, I don't want uh, every inch of it. I, um, I just can't take this. I'm going somewhere else. So we have to know what the balance is, if there's a balance. There may not even be a balance uh, for the scenario I just set up. Uh, so if you were all impeachment all the time, you would be, uh, in the political circle. Uh, that's the world you would live in, politics. If not, you're in the real world circle. I would think that most of us that are here are in the real world circle until we have to work and then we have to go into the political circle. I can't imagine how your stomach would ache and 
the agenda you would have if you paid attention to it or if that's all you did was follow politics. I remember during the entire last presidential election how every day, remember we're saying, how are we ever going to get through another election cycle? Uh, because we had to do a lot of it, a lot of intensive coverage, and you'd come to work really with a knot in your stomach. Absolutely. I remember even saying uh, before uh, Donald Trump was elected, if he wins the election, uh, not only are the Democrats going to go after him, but so are the Republicans Republicans, because Donald represents breaking up their party. And I knew this was going to be like this for his entire. uh, And you you were right. His entire uh, since before he took the oath of office. Yes. You know, uh, the Maxine uh, Waters said that he should be impeached before he was put into the office. He hadn't taken the oath yet. Yeah, her and Al Green, they were ready to do it from day one. So uh, impeachment, you're either in the real world or the political world, and we want to know. Next, the senators, who are the actual judges, I mean, they're the ones that are going to judge, the state Supreme Court, not the state, but the uh, federal uh, uh, chief justice of the Supreme Court, uh, John Roberts will uh, will uh, be on the bench, but doesn't have a lot of power. Just tries to keep it civil. Uh, and the senators are not allowed to talk during the proceedings, which will be fun to watch. Uh, however, uh, they can uh, talk once they leave the uh, the room, and so I think that each time there's a break, they're going to run outside and uh, get on television. That's what they'll do. I'm thinking it'd be really interesting if in like in a real case, they're not allowed to talk about it at all until it's over. Sequestered. Yeah, because all they're going to do is spin, spin, spin. I I hope you have your anti-spin medicine because that's what they're going to do. At every break, they're going to come out, well, we just heard from so-and-so, and and this is what this means. The ultimate gauge as to how burnt out Americans are, not only of impeachment, but of the Democrats' tactics, is going to be the election. Uh, The Republicans get the House back. Trump wins in a landslide. That's really going to tell you a lot. It will, and they know that, too. Uh, The next thing is the uh, commemorative pens. Uh, When Nancy Pelosi yesterday... Uh, had the uh, managers around her, and she signed uh, the uh, declaration that was going to go over to the Senate. Uh, she was saying how somber a moment it was, how serious it was, and it was, and it is. It's supposed to be. You're talking about uh, upheaving the federal government by uh, tossing a guy who got 63 million votes out of office. It's a coup. It is serious. And yet she had commemorative pens made with her name on them. And she had a line, like we're giving away Kool-Aid at the fair. And uh, she was laughing and smiling and uh, didn't look like somebody who thought that was a serious uh, uh, moment. So I think that turned a lot of people off. And what about witnesses? We haven't talked much about witnesses today, but what about them? Uh, The president started by wanting a lot of witnesses. He wanted to get even with everybody that was that uh, took part in the House uh, proceedings. Uh, he, I think he and those around him have changed their mind to either fewer or no, uh, 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 no uh, witnesses. Witnesses are a problem. Uh, first of all, they're going to add something that wasn't in the original charge. Keep in mind, in the original two counts, there's no crimes. It says that the president has to, has to uh, uh, be disregarding high crimes and, and misdemeanors, and he hasn't. 
There's no crime listed. Okay, so I don't know how you go further than that. I think the slam dunk would be the whistleblower. If the whistleblower is brought to testify and there's a connection to Biden, a connection to uh, Ukraine and Hunter Biden, the case is over. It's done. Well, the, the, uh, the danger is with witnesses, they're hoping to pick up somebody that will say something. The thing is, Donald Trump's involved with a lot of things before he became president. Uh, and a lot of things since he's become president. They're hoping that he said or did one thing that would make a difference, and that's what they're looking for. And uh, that's why they want a lot of witnesses. Uh, and uh, so we'd like to know, do you favor witnesses? Do you think a lot of witnesses uh, confuses the situation? It muddies it, yeah, because right now I think it's more or less a fait accompli that the original uh, bill that they send over is too weak. It's not. It doesn't have a chance of getting him out of office. But maybe. I think they're fishing. You know how oftentimes you'll watch a show where there's a trial going on and the defense attorney will, sit, will ask for something and the judge will gavel it down saying, you're just fishing. And uh, you can't do that. You can't just throw a line out and hope to net a couple of fish. You've got to know what you want and what you expect to get. And uh, th that's why they don't allow it then. And uh, this is going to be handled like, a, like an actual trial. There'll be some changes, but like a trial. So that's what they're doing. They are fishing. As we follow along, and Dan Bongino put it perfectly, uh, if you're following along and you, you're watching the media, and uh, you, he says the media will have, uh, let's see, a story, but they won't have the story. And I thought that was so well said. Uh, the the media is just going to make up their own story for people to go along, but it's not the real story. And if you notice, there's an amazing sameness to it. Uh, once one puts something on that they think they have something, you're going to see it on others, too. And you'll see it in print all over the place. Mr. Beamer, Joseph Beamer. I have to say something. Uh, oh, good. I'm glad. Before the Facebook post, you know... Uh, the political thing, like we said, we have to follow it somewhat so we, the three of us can comment here on the air. Some people just take it too far. I, I mean, there are people who literally, from the minute they wake up to the minute they go to bed, sure. they're on social media yep. tweeting about politics, tweeting about, and, and just the hatred that comes off these tweets over politics. It's it, amazing. It, it, yeah, it's astonishing. It really is. Yep. It does it's not our, our finest day. No, but it's not. Again, you can say that for sports too, because there oh. are people they have to go after, you know, uh, whatever sports person is in the news. That's yeah. true. They gotta attack them all day long. That's true, that's true. We'll go with Steve this time. Different Steve than Did, before. You went with Steve already. I yeah, guess. this is a, this is a Steve, too. Things didn't work out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did he send you a tickler bouquet? I don't usually like going back to someone with the same name. Okay, yes. uh, But Steve says, you know, back in the early 2000s, I was very interested in the political world. I spent a lot of time uh, reading politics, political books, being very active in local government. Now, I am so turned off by politics, I try my best to not get anywhere close to the political world. And that's where we are today, and that about wraps it up for Beach & Company. Guess what I have? I have a cash code word. Uh, it is organize, O-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E. Send the word organized, if you are organized, to 72881, and you might win $1,000 cash.
Sandy Beach WBEN studio rings out in support of those who rang the Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center victory bell today in celebration of a victory, large or small. Elvis has left the building. Oh, I wish we never had to leave the beach. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. What the hell do you know, you ignorant bastard? Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.